Welcome to Ocean Avenue, an adult animated comedy podcast, and I'm your host, Donnie. Today is the Bob's Burgers Thanksgiving episode countdown. Woohoo! <laughs> it's uh, what I'm going to do. I'm going to read a little synopsis for each episode, give you my reasoning for its placement, and a review score. And then finally, I'm going to sneak in some trivia for each episode. Who do you think is going to be number one? It might surprise you. Or not. We'll soon find out after the break. Welcome back. Let's start off with the lowest placed episode. It's number 11 for season 13, episode 8, Puds Giving. The synopsis reads, is literally one sentence, the Belchers go to a mini golf course on Thanksgiving. There really isn't much to say about this episode. It involves the Belchers visiting a mini golf course and breaking the Yeti course. Also, Linda is not really doing a great job playing. <laughs> well, this episode isn't bad overall. It just wasn't exciting or anything like that. I'm looking for more Thanksgiving vibes and this really didn't give it to me. Honestly, I think they could have used this for pretty much any holiday and it would have worked because there really ain't nothing sus like specifically Thanksgiving about it. I'm giving it a 7 out of 10 and it's ranked at number 11 on my list. Its IMDb rating is 6.9. I did find some trivia for this episode. It says Teddy does not appear, but his voice actor Larry Murphy does voice Mini Golf Park's manager. Ironically, Teddy has stated he's afraid of Mini Golf due to his fear of miniature things from the episode Driving Big Dummy. This episode marks the first time Linda mentioned her uncle or granduncle Joe. Gene said, Legs don't fail me now, while he and his siblings tried to reattach the Yeti's legs. This line references the popular phrase, feet don't feel me now, coined slash popularized by African-American actors during the 1930s and 40s, particularly Stepin Fetchit and Mantan Moorland. Whatever that is, I've never heard of that. All right, so number 10 is I Bob Your Pardon from Season 9, Episode 7. The Belchers try to save a turkey from the slaughterhouse. But when a local reporter catches wind of their schemes, the mission becomes more complicated than they anticipated. Another episode where I liked it, but I didn't love it. I enjoy the idea of saving the turkey from the slaughterhouse and the mysterious reporter. It gave me a little bit of horror vibes at points. I love, <laughs> I love Linda's obsession with the mayor. I find it so funny. It was a pleasant departure from the standard Thanksgiving episode, but I wish it had more jokes. And that's why it, I ranked it number 10 because, it, I mean, there it should had more jokes and it didn't. And I would have appreciated it. It was just a fun episode to watch, as all of these are. None of these are really horrible, honestly. It's just, um, you know, it needed more oomph to it. So I give it a 7 out of 10 and its IMDb rating is 7.7. .7. I do have some trivia for this episode. The table read date is October 6th, 2017. The title is a play on the common sense phrase. I mean, the common phrase. I beg your pardon. A scene from this episode was screened at the show's panel in the 2018 San Diego Comic-Con International. Like in other scenes from the refrigerator is open. It opens to the left with the handle on the right. Unlike when it's not used, the handle is on the left and therefore it should open on the right. First episode in season nine where Teddy doesn't appear. City Hall appears for the first time. It was previously featured in Bob and Linda's wedding photo in the bedroom 
while on the quilt in Boppy Driver. Since this episode was produced first, City Hall was probably meant to appear in this episode first before appearing on the quilt in Bobby Driver. Given that the other squares in the quilt were references previously seen, places, events in the series. The Belchers travel along east on I-55, which in reality runs from Louisiana to Illinois. Place, uh, place names on the signs seen are Bog Harbor, Sharpstone Beach, and Pluma Gusset Drive, where the car veers off to. Double Bud and his owner both appear again after appearing in the episode Stand By Jane. Louise dubs Drew P. Neck James Vanderbeek is a reference to James Vanderbeek. Jean then says, <laughs> we're trying to get him back to his creek, which is a reference to James Vanderbeek being on the uh, show Dawson's Creek, which I loved as a kid. The, the Thanksgiving Day 2018 regular collaborators indie band, The National, released music video of their cover version of Save the Bird for, from this episode. As Ralph eavesdrops on the Belchers before they rescue the turkey, he says, well, somebody better call Huey Lewis because I may have found him some news, which is a reference to the band Huey Lewis and the News. Gene references book slash film The Cider House Rules, although he seems to think the last word is an adjective rather than a noun. <laughs> Number nine is the Quirk Deucers from season seven, episode six. The Belcher kids produce their own version of the annual Thanksgiving play and Linda finds a potato that resembles her late grandfather. This was a memorable episode for better or worse. While I did enjoy, you know, there were parts that I, I wasn't a big fan of. My main issue was the gut spilling out at the audience. It felt so unnecessary and similarly to how I felt about my review for the Simpsons episode where Mr. Burns wanted Homer to do the same thing but with using fish guts. I don't see how this gag is funny by any stretch of the imagination and they use it in two separate series at two separate times during Thanksgiving. Very strange, right? Overall, it was a pretty good episode with many memorable songs and the play was both awkward and funny. Because of the gut scene, I didn't rank this higher. Remember, there are a lot of amazing Bob's Burgers Thanksgiving episodes to go through. I give this episode a 7 out of 10 and its IMDb rating got an 8.0. Here's some trivia for this episode. The table read for this episode took place on February 5th, 2016. The title and plot of this episode are a parody of the Mel Brooks movie The Producers. It also references the original title of this episode, which was The Quirky Turkey. According to Lauren Bouchard in an interview with After Buzz TV at 2016 San Diego Comic-Con International, the original title couldn't be used, most likely because of copyright issues. There is also a SpongeBob ep uh, online game by the name Quirky Turkey, which is likely why the episode could not be titled so. This is the first Thanksgiving-themed episode of the show not to be written by Molyneux sisters Lizzie and Wendy. Stephen Davis and Kelvin Yu wrote this episode. This is the first episode to be directed by Marcuccio Pardo. While Jean asks about Rosemary, the lady with the baby, it's a reference to the movie Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> Tina's But Loose fan fiction book from Tina Bad Tina appears again in this episode. It appears colored black instead of pink. This is the first episode where a pre-adolescent version of Linda can be seen. The music playing during the montage of this play coming together and of Linda and the potato in an instrumental version of on Broadway, while the main guitar melody being played by the show's key score instrument, the ukulele on Broadway was also used in the montage 
of a play coming together in Bob Foss uh, autobiographical movie, All That Jazz. Dean describes Louise's plan as Carrie meets Gallagher meets Top Chef meets Double Dare. <laughs> Talk about funny. Uh, Double Dare, the Nickelodeon game show, served as an inspiration for Family Fracas and Family Fracas. Fox's press release for this episode lists Hannah Johnson, Terry Rodriguez, Jeff Fisher, and Dave Zeiler as playing Walla. Walla is uh, is crowd mummering, which is heard in abundance after the giblets and gizzards are squirted into the audience. All four actors were not credited in the end credits. The Pilgrim's Panic, a Picnic is a parody of The Pilgrim's Progress. This episode contains the longest end credit sequence on the show to date, lasting for approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds. First and only sighting of edible animals. Uh, which is kind of funny. Uh, Zeke calls Tina, Tina C. Williams, which is a reference to Tennessee Williams. <laughs> Here's, that was a lot of trivia, right? Here's number eight, Diary of a Poopy Kid from season 11, episode seven. The family tries to cheer up Gene when a stomach flu makes him unable to eat Thanksgiving dinner. I may be one of the few people in this world that will rank this episode so high as most people online really don't like Gene episodes as much as I do. I love it and I feel like the three stories, they were all fun and they you know really used their imagination and we never seen it being used in a Thanksgiving episode and I thought that was pretty inventive and funny. I like the framing device of having Gene sick from eating old chicken parm and it was a uh, it was really funny to see that he was not able to eat Thanksgiving, which is one of his favorite things to do. Also, Bob's favorite thing to make. And I loved how the family was so concerned with his well-being and were willing to sacrifice their day to make him feel included. It was so sweet. I give this episode an 8 out of 10. Its IMDb rating is a 7.4. Here's some trivia on this episode. The table read date was January 24. 2020, the title is a reference to a children's book series, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. This is the first Thanksgiving episode since season six's Gail Macon Bob Sled to be written by the Molyneux sisters, Lizzie and Wendy. Larry Murphy is credited for voicing Teddy, but the character does not appear. Additional digital animation cleanup for this episode was outsourced to Mighty Animation, a Mexican-based animation studio who is producing uh, animation for Laura Machard and Nora Smith's other show, Central Park. Louise's story parodies Predator, 1987, Tina's story parodies Harrison Ford's Air Force One from 1997, and Bob's story parodies Michael Bay's Armageddon from 1998. First anthology series where Gene does not tell a story, Bob takes his place instead. Many background shots are reused, adapted from previous episodes. The presidential motorcade scene uses a London backdrop from Bed, Bob, and Beyond, including forward-facing cars being parked on the left, minis and taxi cabs, and post boxes painted black invisible, I guess. The NASA boardroom scene resembles the one seen from the Like Gene for Chocolate. The world background shots are reused from previous episodes, including Westminster Abbey, the Tower Bridge, London from Bed, Bob, and Beyond, Times Square, New York from Local Shiro, and Paris from one just one of the boys for now for now. <laughs> so here's number seven. Stuck in the Kitchen with You, Season 12, Episode 8. Louise gets stuck helping Bob cook Thanksgiving dinner for a retirement home. Tina and Jean assist Zeke with entertaining the residents. I thought this episode was so adorable and sweet. 
The kids help Zeke entertain his grandma and friends at the retirement home. They do everything possible to make it a pleasurable experience for them, and it made them smile. Bob and Louise's dynamic was so fun to watch, too. It's kind of funny, like, Louise just wanted to cook some marshmallows, and Bob was really having issues letting her have any control over the meal. And uh, it was a very interesting, uh, you know, resolution at the end. Everybody was happy, and I love that. I give this episode an 8 out of 10. Its IMDb rating is 7.7. I do have some trivia for this episode also. Table read date? Unknown. (laughs) The title is a reference to the 1972 Steelers wheel hit, Stuck in the Middle of View. Lillian Bosco can be seen reading magazines, Quilting Me Softly, Catholic Quilt, referencing to Bobby Driver where she is shown to be a keen quilter. (laughs) Quilting Me Softly is so funny. Lillian Bosco resides in room four at the elegant doily retirement home and Zeke's grandmother resides in room nine. At, uh, at the first of the episode, Tina mentions Meryl has moved in with her boyfriend. I forget who Meryl was. Anyways, so number six, Thanks Hoarding, season eight, episode five. The Belchers dis- discover that Teddy is a secret hoarder when they reluctantly agree to pitch in for his Thanksgiving with his family. This was another great episode. I enjoyed seeing Teddy's point of view. We learned a lot about his character, how he's a hoarder and an obsession with fixing things. It makes you appreciate him even more that he's been through a lot in his life and he just wants to make things right. Linda believes that Teddy was in charge of repairing arguments between his parents and that's why he has an obsession with fixing things. He's had to learn to let go and change his ways as it was a lot to have in his apartment and a lot to have emotionally. It was funny, memorable, touching, and I give this episode an 8 out of 10. Its IMDb rating is a 7.8. The trivia for this episode is the phrase womp womp pops up in this episode. Womp womp is a recurring iconic phrase of the show Archer where H. John Benjamin voices the titular lead. The table read date was February 3rd, 2017. Fox's official press release for this episode was that the guest cast copied from the press release of the previous episode, Sit With Me Baby One More Time. When when broadcast, I guess a weird way to write this. When it was broadcast on Fox, the episode was rated TVPG in syndication and it's real. it it was, uh, they wrote this weird. When it was in broadcast, the episode was rated TVPG. In syndication, it's rated TVPGL for language. That's how it should have been written, but it wasn't. This episode was the smallest cast of any Bob's Burgers episode with only the six main cast members voicing characters. This also makes the first time to not have any guest voices. First episode where Teddy mentions his sister Donna or Dana. Jean can be seen reading National Geographic magazines in Teddy's apartment. Teddy has an ice hockey trophy on his shelf referencing that he plays ice hockey for the Mighty Schmucks in Nice Capades. Released in November 22nd, 2017, the national recorded a cover of the ending credit song, Give It to Teddy. Some sources incorrectly write the title as things hoarding, capitalizing the H. However, the H is not actually capitalized. Well, they're very specific on that one. Number five, <laughs> Gail making Bob sled. Season 6, Episode 4. Bob goes to pick up Gail so she can not miss Thanksgiving celebration, but gets caught in a snowstorm coming back, leaving Linda to prepare the turkey. 
I love this episode because we learn a lot about Gail and her strange personality. I love Gail's character in general because she has so many off the wall crazy events and you really get a lot of that in this episode. Having Bob freak out about the turkey was also very fun to see. I give this episode an 8 out of 10. Its IMDb rating is a 7.6. There is some trivia for this episode too. The table read date is February 13th, 2015. Fox's press release originally titled the episode Bobsled before being corrected. The episode's title is a play on the Jamaican Bobsled, which is a reference to the Jamaican National Bobsled Team, which competed in 1988 Winter Olympics in Calgary, Canada. The team's story was loosely depicted in the 1993 movie Cool Runnings, which is a really fun movie, by the way. This is the first time someone's uvula is shown, Gail's is, uh, and then Louise's first. Which is, I had to reread that because I'm like, is it uvula? Because I did not want to say the other word. <laughs> the shot of Linda driving in the snow resembles when the car's family spins out of control and Christmas in the car. A total of 3.13 million households watched this episode, making it the most watched episode in season six and the only season six episode to achieve more than 3 million viewers. Indie band The National Record, a version of Linda It's Thanksgiving for Everybody song, but the release was canceled in the wake of a terrorist attacks in Paris in November 2015. Gail attempts to feed Mr. Business Pussyfish, a brand of cat food that Andy and Ollie Pesto bring from home and synchronized swimming. I had to say that one quick so it doesn't get, you know. Um, it mentioned that Gail is dating Mr. Fran. This foreshadows the cook, the Steve, and Gail and her lover, where it was revealed that the family that she, they were dating. This episode aired first despite having a higher production code because the show's slot was overtaken by the NFL games during the NFL season and the holiday-themed episode had priority to be aired in time of their respective holidays. This is the first Thanksgiving special where Bob is not shown shopping for a turkey. Stores seen in this episode include some strings attached guitar repair, some like a pop, old-timey soda shop, and uh, the big girls don't cry dry cleaner. That was a funny last one. Okay. Number four. This was for, this is an indecent Thanksgiving proposal, season three, episode five. In order to entice an old flame who is only attracted to merry men, Mr. Fishorder bribes Bob into letting him pass off Linda and the kids as his own family, but the situation ruins all of Bob's Thanksgiving traditions. At this point, it's going to be kind of hard to find any fault in the episodes, so I have to split hairs to just make this list. This has a, this was a great episode. We get to see Bob freak out about Thanksgiving, drinking too much, and causing a scene. The family are faking TV Mr. Fish Odor's family, and it was just a fun episode, and I loved it. Even though I love this episode, there were three more episodes I loved just a dash more. I give this episode a 10 out of 10 with an IMDb rating of 8.2. There is some trivia for this episode, shocker. This is <laughs> this is the show's second holiday themed episode and the first Thanksgiving themed episode. The episode's title references the film Indecent Proposal. Teddy appears on the script cover, but it's not in the actual episode. This episode had an airing number change twice. When Bob fires the kids was moved to the schedule twice had Mutiny on the Windbreaker not aired after Bob Fires the Kids, this episode would have been the fourth of the third season. The episode makes a reference to the Japanese animated film, My Neighbor Totoro, when Lance the Turkey comes to life in Bob's absinthe-induced dream. 
The AV Club gave this episode an A-minus rating, stating that it was a very special absent Thanksgiving on tonight's Bob's Burgers. The script cover shows the Belcher sitting on the dining room table. Along with Teddy, it is drawn in the style of Norman Rockwell's Saturday Evening Post series. Louise is able to write in cursive with the letters she wrote to her father since she had the most tickets for Mr. Fishoder's Best Kid Contest. She got to pick a prize and pick the portrait of Mr. Fishoder using trying to impress Shelby. At the end of this episode, when Louise is hanging the Mr. Fishoder family portrait of the Belcher kitchen, she says how the painting will now grow. Will not grow old for her so she can stay nine forever. This is a reference to the plot of the Oscar Wilde novel, A Picture for Dorian Gray, where the later turned into a 1945 movie of the same name. Yes, I know some of these trivia facts at this point are being reused to death, but you can't make up trivia, right? <laughs> so here's number three Turkey in a Can, season four, episode five. Determined to be the. <laughs> Determined to have the perfect Thanksgiving, Bob meticulously prepares a Thanksgiving turkey, but to his horror, he finds that someone has... <laughs> someone then dumps the turkey in the toilet in the act of Thanksgiving sabotage. Don't ask me why that makes me laugh every time. Anyways, of course you already know I love this episode. It's pretty much a perfect Thanksgiving episode. It has everything in it. Mystery, excitement, and a sweet ending. The reason why it's not rated higher is because the other two are just so fun to watch and it just edges it out from the top two i you know you know i truly love this episode and i give it a 10 out of 10 but imdb decided to give it an 8.3 and here's the trivia for this episode the first episode to appear in the 20th century fox closing local graphic without a news corporation company byline following Fox's split for the News Corporation in June 2013. This episode marks the first time Bob gives a pun in a creation to something other than a burger. In this episode, his Thanksgiving turkey is named Father of the Brine, a play on Father of the Bride. This episode reveals that Bob potty trained all of his kids because Linda couldn't handle the smell. Teddy reveals that his father's potty trained him when he was seven and finally got the hang of it when he was 14. This is one of the few episodes where he remarks um, Bob's LGBT identity, other than standout examples, are Scared Cow, where he makes out with a steer, a male cow, Sacred Eye Swimming, where he fantasizes about a shirtless Tom Selleck, holding him with a romantic music plays. In total, Bob buys five turkeys, all five ended up being put in either the apartment's bathroom or the restaurant's toilet bathroom toilet. <laughs> This is the first episode to mention Gail's love of Quantum Leap and Scott Bakula. The second is the Gale's, the Gale Tales, where Scott Bakula appears in all three of the kids' essays. The script cover shows the family looking inside a can. And now we have number two, Dawn of the Peck, season five, episode four. <laughs> now you're probably wondering, what is number one? Just hang in there. We'll find out. While Bob is boycotting the holiday, Linda and the kids spent Thanksgiving at the first annual Fish Odor Turtacular Turkey Town Festival. However, a wild bird attack leads to a total mayhem. This is one of the most action-packed and crazy Thanksgiving episodes ever. I loved how amazing the production was. It felt like a mini-movie. It had everything. Humor, adventure, fear, Bob dancing, and a happy ending. I can't find a fault in this episode. Turkey in a Can is perfect, and this is beyond perfect, but it's still not my number one. I give this episode a 10 out of 10. Its IMDb rating is 8.4. What on earth is number one? If it was beyond per if number if this was beyond perfect, before I reveal number one, remember everyone might have a different number one, and this is my number one. 
all of the top five are basically interchangeable because of my mood. And sometimes you watch something and then you're like, oh, I love it. I love it. And so, you know, it, it shuffles around. But for some reason, my number one has stayed number one for a while. <laughs> I'll reveal it soon after this trivia. This episode was originally going to air at 7.30 p.m. on November 12. Fox took malignly from the 9.30 time slot and replaced it with Bob's Burgers, thus enabling more episodes to air despite the sports season. This is the fifth episode that does not have an opening sequence and the first since Tina and the Real Ghost. It's also the third to uh, have his title appear on the screen, the first since Wonder Wharf, <laughs> World Wharf 2, The Warfening. And uh, Brendan Small reprises his role as the animal control guy from Sacred Cow. Or, yeah, Sacred Cow. The music playing during Bob's soliloquy in the turkey baster is an excerpt from the Adagio in G minor, and usually, usually attributed to Tomasau Abalone. Tony knocks, uh, Teddy knocks over a tropical snow cone stand from the tickle boat, the same brand of snow cones that Sally the snow cone lady sells at Ambergris. Bob wears his lazy pants he previously wore in the weekend at Mort's. A drunk Bob says, that's classic you, which is uh, to his turkey baster, which is a reference to Sterling Arch's line. That That's classic her, referencing his mother Mallory Archer on various variations of the line. From Archer, H.G. Benjamin, who voices Bob, also voices Archer. Now, let's give it up for my number one. <laughs> Now we're cooking with gas, season 10, episode eight. Bob is willing to do whatever it takes to cook a rare heritage turkey when he, the gas goes out on Thanksgiving. For me, this is the Bob's Burgers Thanksgiving episode. Bob struggles to cook a very expensive turkey and just having so much hope and joy for it to be squashed over and over due to unforeseen circumstances is typical Bob. He just wants a slice of heaven in his life and the world seems to not let him have it. But in the end, he overcomes everything and he gets to eat the turkey of his dreams. I had it had so many funny moments like Linda dropping a paper frog that he that was possibly a craft project that Jean did. A, the log that they rolled over was hilarious considering the Bob freaked out saying, how on earth am I going to use this? Bob dealing with the fire department was really funny and Tina making her thankful tree was really cute. This episode gets an 11 out of 10 for me. It's the first time I ever did an 11 out of 10. Uh, it's IMDb rating was 8.2. Yeah, they gave it an 8.2. Not me. I give it 11 out of 10. So here's a trivia for this episode. The table read date was January 11th, 2019. Uh, first to take place in 2019. The title is a play on the phrase, now we're cooking with gas. When Bob receives the news about letting a Riverbrook Lake Farms turkey, he is in a Patterson Farms grocery store previously seen in Eat Spray Linda and is being served by the same checker who served Linda and Deidre in that episode. <laughs> so that was all of the episodes from 11 to 1. And uh, I know I went through all these episodes. I, I watched most of them over again just to get refreshed. And for some reason, I constantly reference the now we're now we're not cooking with gas episode in my mind every time we think of thanksgiving because it, he's struggling to cook this turkey and he's doing his best of his possibility he's really proud of it it just stuck out to me as one of those episodes where i'm like always thinking about it because for some reason i don't know why 
Thanksgiving's always difficult for me. Like when I have to cook or do something, I'm always panicking. It feels like I have to overcome so much. And then I finally able to do something for Thanksgiving. I'm usually in charge of desserts because I went to school for cooking for pastry baking. And um, yeah, I'm usually in charge of making like, uh, you know, the apple pie or the cake or the the macarons or, you know, like stuff like that. And it's like, you know, I'm always like, this is not going to work out. It's not going to work out. And then it works out. And that's what I really have a little piece of my heart for this episode, because I feel like I am Bob in that episode <laughs> because you're really wanting to do like the best you can. And it's like very difficult when circumstances beyond your control are really holding you back from like what you imagined it would be. But in the end, you still had a good time and you were happy. And that's all that really matters in the end for me anyways, because when you're around people you care about and you're eating food that you enjoy, it just does a different kind of vibe than stressing out over all the little details that really don't matter in the end. And it just means a lot to me. And that's why I love it so much. Like I said, maybe you might not have this episode as your number one and it's perfectly okay. Maybe your number one was the uh, Dawn of the Pack. It could, that's perfectly fine. All of those are great episodes. Like, I watch all of them all the time and it's really hard to like pick one. They're all really good. So for me, the top five were pretty much, you just move them around. It doesn't matter. They're all really good. Uh, the lower end ones are for me, not that great. <laughs> They're okay. <laughs> I'll watch them. Doesn't mean I love them, but I'll watch them and I have, and I will enjoy them forever. It's not like uh, I'm looking out for those. I'm looking out for we're now we're not cooking with gas because that is a, uh, quite possibly one of my favorite Thanksgiving episodes ever in any show. So even on, even on the Simpsons or family guy or American dad, it's probably my favorite. I will always come to this episode as being my favorite because I'm weird like that. <laughs> so I hope all of you out there are, who are celebrating Thanksgiving are surrounded by your loved ones and are enjoying yourselves. You are loved. And I hope you understand. I appreciate you. And thank you so much for being with me today. Please be safe, and I'll see you Monday on Premiere Night 8. But until then, bye bye for now.